Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today we are going to be talking about, um, we're doing a couple catch-up episodes, so we're going to be talking about all of the events from Wednesday, November 18th of 2020. Yep, I know. Um, I have been notably absent, um, and I do want to talk to you guys about a little bit about why. Um, You know, I've been mentioning and mentioning, like, this season of life is just really, really hard, and it is. Um, You know, I've got some personal stuff just kind of constantly going on. Um, Things are complicated in life right now. Um, By no fault of anyone, it's just life is sometimes hard. And when it's hard, I tend to shut down. Um, I'm working through that. That's like a thing that I need to work on kind of constantly throughout my life um, is not shutting down when I am faced with adversity, but I do. Um, And so it's just been like a series of weeks, months, where I just keep pushing and pushing and things aren't getting easier yet. Um, That's not to say they won't at some point. You know, this is kind of the ebb and flow of life, and I understand that. I'm not good at adapting to it. As much as I understand it, I suck at adapting through it. So, I shut down completely, um, which is what has happened. I've been doing kind of the bare minimum to survive. You know, I'm going to work every day, um, doing all of my responsibilities, kind of. Um, But I also am barely functional. So... I am working right now. I work, um, you know what? I am a DoorDash driver. That's my full-time job, and I love every minute of it. I am self-employed, and it's great. Um, And so I'm sitting in my car. It's really slow this morning. It's rainy. I'm really sorry if you can hear the rain. Um, But we're going back to the roots and recording in my car because I was sitting here, And I was working on, um, you know, a list to kind of help myself re-navigate, realign, reset, whatever you want to call it, um, through this time and just kind of like adapt finally um, because this is going to be my normal for a little while. So I need to start living with it um, and dealing with it and working through it. And I have constantly said this podcast is my thing. I love this. I want to be doing it. I, it is fun. It is like the one thing that I absolutely love doing. Um, if I could make this my full-time job, I 100% would. Um, it already is my full-time job. It just doesn't pay like it. So, um, you know, it's, 
it's difficult, right, to go through this and then have to come on here and say why I've been gone. Um, and I could not, I could honestly, my original plan was to just kind of come back on Monday, like nothing had gone wrong. Um, maybe address it a little bit, but like, because it's hard and it's hard to talk about. And I don't love the fact that I've just like shut down and stopped functioning in life. Um, but sometimes that's what you need. Now, is that ideal? No. Is that what happened? 100% yes. So here's what we're going to do. Here's the plan. We're going to cover all of Wednesday's events. This is a long intro. I know that. So we're going to cover all of Wednesday's events. And then I'm going to put together... Here's the thing. I haven't done scripts or outlines for any day past Wednesday, the 18th. So I have to do that. And then I'll do that. And then in the evening, I'll record again. So that's what we're going to do. We're all going to get through this. It's all going to be fine. I think... Um, you know, also like 2020 is just inherently hard. So we're all going to get through it. We're all going to be fine. Um, and with that, we are now going to go ahead and, um, we're actually going to skip Belgium because all that happened in Belgium on Wednesday was, um, King Philippe held a audience with the minister of justice. That was all that happened. So we're going to skip Belgium and we are going to move on to, um, we are going to move on to Denmark. Um, so let's go over to Denmark now. which was extremely exciting um, because that hasn't happened with any other royal family for as long as I've been keeping up this week. Um, Just because, look, we're living in a pandemic and things are hard and things are slowing down because we're in a pandemic. (laughs) And um, it's just pretty unusual. It's also the reason why I have decided we're also gearing up for holidays so it's why I decided like we're gonna take um three to four weeks off in the middle of December and onward until the new year um just because there aren't going to be a ton of events starting in that time period because it's the holiday season and we're in a pandemic um so we're just you know, not going to do that. I also also should mention I'm recording this while I'm driving. I'm not doing any distracted driving or anything like that. Um, I, I'm recording on my phone, but my phone is safely tucked away and I'll just record through my drive. Um, so just a little preface there. I am currently driving, but if you hear background noise and stuff like that, that's what that is. Um, but I wanted, like I said, I wanted to get this done and I've got a, lo- a little bit of a long drive, so I want to record this while I'm doing that. Um, 
but then, so we had, like I said, we had three events in Denmark. Uh, the first is Queen Margrethe presided over the Queen's Watch Ceremony, I think is what it's called. Um, she has done, to my recollection, one of these before. Um, I think they're probably done on a quarterly basis, but because the first quarter would have been right at the beginning of the pandemic, um, it definitely wasn't done then because that was not safe. Um, now, like, the military has adjusted and things are done safer, so it's all good. Um, but she presided over the ceremony, which is basically, um, over the Royal Guard, which is, of course, in charge of protecting the Danish Royal family. Um, and she does like a, a troop review, which is where the troops stand in the line, now a socially distanced safe line. And the monarch, this happens in pretty much every country, um, the monarch or head of state will quote unquote review them. I don't know what they're looking for. I don't understand all of that, but it is definitely something that like, I think I've seen every monarch do it, except for maybe the Swedes, because King Carl Gustav does not function as the head of the military. Um, so maybe they don't do it there. But every other country, every other monarch, I think I've seen do that. Um, So that was the first part, and then the second part of the ceremony is where the Queen's Watch is actually delivered. Um, so the Queen's Watch is a literal wristwatch um, chosen by the peer of royal guards to who they consider the most, um, like the, the MVP, um, the most valuable person and it's elected by their peers and so then the wristwatch goes to them and of course this is like a huge honor to get a watch from the queen um, and to be also honored by your peers um, is a huge deal so that was the first event and then there were a couple of events for crown princess mary uh, so the first is that she visited a unesco world language school. I think it was in Copenhagen, but it was for sure in Denmark, obviously. Um, and so they, she was there, she toured the school. She sat in on a couple of workshops, um, where they have been working on the school's project to celebrate the UN's 75th anniversary. And so UNESCO is, um, the United Nations Educational, Scientific, Cultural, Educational Scientific Cultural Organization, I think, um, I think is what that acronym is. And so they are working on a project, of course, because the UN is celebrating its 75th anniversary this year. Um, so that's the first thing she did. I, if I'm remembering correctly, again, this is Wednesday's events and I'm recording on Saturday, so... My recollection could be a little off, but if I'm remembering correctly, Mary was wearing a face mask through the entire event, um, very safe, all of that good stuff. Um, and then her second event of the day was in the afternoon, 
provide or she gave a brief speech to the youth meeting um which is what it's titled i don't i couldn't quite figure out who sponsored it um, i did a, i did do a bit of research on this because it fascinated me but i can't figure out who exactly sponsored it um but it's a meeting focused on democracy for young Danish uh, people. And so, of course, it's focused on, one, the political world, but also global affairs and uh, current events, things that relate to the political and democracy world. Um, these are held, I mean, I personally have probably attended a few of these, not a specific youth meeting um, by this organization, but I have for sure been a part of a few of these meetings um, that are similar. So that's of course super important um, in growing and developing civilly engaged adults. Um, civilly engaged adults are not just, you know, we don't just one day become civilly engaged, although that's my story. I did just literally one day. I went from a person who cared nothing about the world around me to the next day I was applying for jobs in the political world. Um, I'm a rare exception. Those don't, that doesn't happen very often. Civics and civic engagement and civil service is taught, not just happens. Um, my interest in the world around me did just happen, but I had always been interested. I just had forgotten. And so it's a really, you know, a really important thing. And I'm really glad Mary participated. Um, the speech she gave was focused on, uh, the struggles of young women and girls, uh, throughout the world. And this is, you know, in terms of equal access to a lot of things, um, education, healthcare, um, something as simple that like we in developed and rich countries take a, like take for advantage or we take for granted. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, you know, access to feminine supplies and the things that we need to stay safe and sanitary for everything. Um, so that's what she was primarily talking about. But other parts of the program included like current events, what's happening in Denmark. It was Danish focused. It was in Danish. It was Denmark focused with global affairs from a Danish point of view. Um, so I, of course, don't completely understand because I live in America and have a American globalism view, um, which is flawed. I'll, I'll give you all that, um, especially right now, but in general, America should not be telling the entire world how to live. I understand that, but we should be part of the global conversation. There's got to be a happy medium. I'm also an idealist, so sometimes that's hard. Um, but yeah, this event was right up my alley, and I wish I was feeling a lot more into this because like into watching the Royals and stuff right now because this would be something I would be super interested in literally any other time. Um, 
so yeah, that is what was going on in Denmark. And now we are gonna go ahead and move on to the Netherlands. So let's jump over there now. one event, um, and this is an annual event that King Felipe and Queen Letizia attend. Um, of course, this year it was adapted. Um, I was very surprised to see that it was still on the calendar in this format, but it was adapted um, quite a lot for the, the year that we're living in. Um, and so they attended Wednesday evening the Francisco Cerecido uh, journalism award. Sorry, I was going to call it what it was in Spanish, which is fine, but then I would have to translate it anyway. I don't know why I keep doing that with the Spanish stuff. I mean, other than I speak it in Spanish. Um, but anyway, so they attended this, and like I said, it's an annual event. Usually it's done in a more, um, 
like a dinner ceremony type of thing. There is always a meal. Um, it's usually done. I think in the past it's been done at the Ritz in Madrid. Uh, this year it was not because that was just not a big enough space. Um, a shared dinner was just not a reasonable thing to do. Um, lots of stuff like that, but they did still hold the event. Um, and so it was held at the Prado Museum in Madrid, which is um, a pretty large area for um, a COVID thing. And it was limited capacity and all of that good stuff. Um, it was just a very, like, I appreciated the adapted version. Um, I also like that the... Spanish Press Association, I think is what it is, put the live, the stream, um, or the full recording of the thing online the day after, um, which has never happened with these awards before. So that's kind of cool, um, just because there weren't as many people that can attend. Uh, but they, uh, King Felipe and Queen Letizia this time presented the award to um, a television presenter, which is actually what Queen Letizia's job was before she got married. She was a television presenter for television Española. Um, but this, uh, this journalist was from and Antenna 3 or 2. I don't quite know what the number is. Um, but he does one of the evening hour news productions. Um, it was, it was different, um, but it's only different if you know how it is normally. Um, I think I've mentioned before that, like, the Spanish royal family's kind of fall last year is what really got me back into my love of royals, and, you know, it became a hobby that then became this podcast. Because um, I can't ever just have a hobby. I have to do something with a hobby. And so it became a hobby, and then it became the podcast. Um, and it started, like I said, in the fall with the Spanish royal family, and I was following kind of everything they did. And so this event last year is some, one of the first things that happened after I started following them um, really closely. And so it's definitely different, um, but it's, like I said, it's usually held at a hotel. There's a dinner component. There is also usually a performance, which there was this year. Um, of course it was on the stage and socially distanced and probably spaced out six feet or two meters or one and a half, I think is Spain's kind of recommended number. Um, one and a half meters, not one and a half feet. Please stand further than that. Um, and so yeah, it was socially distanced. Everybody except Felipe and Letizia sat two chairs apart from each other, um, because they are in what has been so cutely nicknamed the kissing circle by the Danish royals. Um, that is now what I'm calling it everywhere because that's just the most adorable thing. Um, so that is what was going on in Spain. It was a great event. Um, you know, this is usually an event where Letizia will wear a new dress, but she has not done that at all. Really, she's done a little bit of it. Uh, she did a little bit of it on her summer tour of the autonomous communities in Spain, but like she has pretty much recycled all year. Um, even for events, she usually wears new dresses because look, we're living in a global pandemic and an economics crisis at this point. 
Um, and so I appreciate it. And I loved the dress she's she wore. I think she's only worn it one other time. So like props to her. Um, it was great. It was a great time. I really enjoyed the fact that they put it online the next day. That was new and different and something I really enjoyed a lot. So I'm glad they did that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to say about this amazing day of Spanish events. I don't think so. So with that, we are going to go ahead now and move on to the Swedish royal family. of different engagements um so the first was the fourth and final global child action lab um which is the so the global child forum is an organization that was started by really the entirety of the swedish royal family at this point everyone has a role um primarily i think it was led by queen sylvia but the rest of the family does play a role um and they held have held these digital action labs focused on lots of different things um, digitally, of course, because that's what's safe right now. Um, and members of the royal family have each participated. So on Wednesday's event, it was Queen Sylvia. And then um, with her, well, not with her, um, but like also joining was Princess Sophia, who is the wife of Prince Carl Philip, the second child of King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia, who I don't talk about. And I do feel the need to insert this disclaimer here. Um, there are a few episodes where I talk about who I talk about on this podcast and why and why I don't talk about others. Um, and so the general thing is I talk about the monarch and the heirs. Now, sometimes those heirs have children, and so I will talk about those. Um, the great exception being um, the British royal family, I do talk about the monarch, the heirs, the grandchildren of the heirs, and the, or the grandchildren of the monarch, and the great-grandchildren, um, in terms of, like, who's in line to the throne. So, I want to make that kind of just blanket statement. Um, there is an episode where... I think I talk about this. Now, it might not be up to date because in the beginning, I did try to follow more people in the British royal family and in the Swedish, and it was just, it just became too much. So, um, in Sweden, I talk about King Carl Gustav, Queen Sylvia, Crown Princess Victoria, Prince Daniel, and then if Victoria and Daniel's children, uh, Princess Estelle and Prince Oscar do anything I will talk about it um, usually because they're doing it with their parents like I don't talk about them as private children because they're children um, and that is to be said of kind of all the royals um, I talk about the um, young siblings because they're typically doing things with their parents um, other than that I don't really talk about much other people in the royal family um Especially, you know, in these bigger royal families with lots of members. Um, 
Sorry, my cat was trying to eat a plastic bag, which is, of course, going to kill her, so I had to take it away. Um, I also am not sure if my AirPod is the one you're hearing me through or the phone, so you may not, not have heard anything. But, um, so anyway, Princess Sophia was also on the call. Both her and Sylvia gave brief remarks, um, and the focus of this action lab was children and their rights in the digital age which is, of course, super important, um, you know, as an internet person and not a child, but um, you want to keep kids safe and not exploited on the internet. So um, that is what the topic was. And then also on Wednesday, Crumb Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel held a digital meeting with the Stockholm Chamber of Commerce. Um, to talk about the effects of COVID-19 on businesses that the chamber partners with, um, which is probably most businesses in Stockholm. That's how chamber or commerces usually work. Um, and, you know, I, I've mentioned Sweden's response to COVID. It, it does seem like it's kind of being adapted and changed. So um, hopefully businesses won't be as affected. Um, definitely something to keep our eyes on if you're interested in that. Um, but yeah, that is what was going on in the royal world on Wednesday. Um, like I said, I am catching up day by day. You will get extra, they're not extra, they're makeup podcasts um, throughout the next few days. I won't post anything new until I'm completely caught up, which should happen. Um, in the next couple days, it's 7.30 p.m. right now. Yes, it has taken me all day to record this podcast. It's been a weird day, as is the story of my life right now, um, because it's just one of those seasons. So, um, I probably have it in me to do maybe one more for Thursday tonight, um, and get it edited and posted up today, so you will be able to see that as well, um, slowly going to catch up on Instagram over Monday. Um, the other thing is right now I'm in a situation where I have one day off a week instead of two, um, just because that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. So, you know, we'll, we'll just keep going and pushing and, um, you know, hopefully the explanations to my absence will stop because I won't be so absent. Um, but yeah, so with that, um, I will talk to you all in the next episode, which should be coming out also very soon. Um, I will talk to you all then, but until then, have a great rest of your day, next couple hours, whatever it may be. Enjoy. Bye.